Hello and welcome to a welcome back episode, I guess, of Otaku Review Podcast. We're doing anime countdown today. As usual, I'm your host, LB. Joining me is CT. Hi there. So, been a while. Sup? Sup? Um, so I, I wanted to go ahead, I wanted to open the show talking about where we've been since May. That's the last time we posted a new episode. 100% my fault. I'm taking 100% to blame here. Basically what happened is it actually started earlier than, uh, May of last year. It actually started around the beginning of 2022. Um, I just got really burnt out. I was getting kind of jaded, a little bitter. If you follow me on social media, you probably saw that, and I apologize for subjecting you to that. But basically, I just got really burnt out. I was actually strongly considering 100% retiring at one point. But yeah, you know what? It's cool. I've taken some time. I've calmed down. I've found some creative vigor again, and I'm ready to come back to this. So thank you to those of you who were listening to us before and are listening to us now. Thank you to those of you who are listening to us for the first time now. Um, I promise we're going to be a little more consistent. It's We're thinking it's going to be about one podcast a month. We have a schedule set up. For the first month, we're not going to be jumping around to as many formats as we did before um that was just a little too hard to keep track of so basically what we're going to be doing is we have three formats first um we're going to be doing them on a three-month rotation the first format we're going to be doing starting with this one is our anime countdowns uh the second month, we've decided that we want to start talking about seasonal chat, so we're going to be doing seasonal anime discussion. And then the third format that we're going to be sticking with is one that was actually probably our most popular format, which is the otaku and training. But yeah, I hopefully that helps, hopefully that explains where we've been, what's been going on, again... I personally apologize for the absence, but you know, it life happens. Life, don't talk to me about life. <laughs> I'm not a paranoid uh, android, though. But I've probably been replaced by an AI script of some sort. That's all the rage these days. Yeah, well, you know, I had enough sampling of your voice that I just popped it into a bot and don't need you anymore, so, you know, hey. Exactly, like, chat GPT, be sarcastic, and that's pretty much 90% of what you need. <laughs> Another thing that we are going to be doing, and I really can't believe I forgot to mention this a moment <laughs> ago. Um, I was napping, we, so don't worry about it. Yeah, you got my back. I appreciate you. Um, but what we're going to be doing uh, is something else that we've been wanting to experiment with. For those of you who don't know, CT and I enjoy AnimeMusicQuiz.com. It is a very fun, not always relaxing <laughs> pastime, but it's something that we enjoy doing. We enjoy playing with each other. So we've decided to invite you all 
into our sessions. So once a month, what we're going to be doing is we are going to be doing a three round anime music quiz challenge. The first, uh, we'll explain the details of each round on our first show, which is going to be Thursday, this coming Thursday, which I believe is the 11th. I want to say, uh, 11th or 12th. We'll have to double check, but it'll be the, It'll be the next first Thursday after this goes live, hopefully. Um, we have our own Twitch channel. We're going to go ahead. We're going to be doing three rounds of anime music quiz once a month. Normally, it'll be on the second Saturday of each month. So hopefully that doesn't deviate too badly. Um, we're going to keep track of points. We're going to keep track of who's winning. And ideally, what we're hoping is going to lead up to is a big December showdown <laughs> with trivia and all sorts of fun things so yeah um look forward to that it's we ct and i ct and i have a lot of fun when we do this and we hope that you guys will have fun with us when we stream these but yeah that is another thing that we are going to be doing in 2023 so hopefully it works out i'm sure it'll be nicknamed uh, the humiliation cast right quick as we oh uh, have the community yeah. yelling at us constantly. Uh, yeah, but there's... I'm just saying, you know, that's not totally different from how we're doing now. <laughs> no, not at all. We're giving them more ammo. It'll give a little bit of uh, familiarity and hopefully uh, tech improvement for live streaming and, and chat and things that we may decide to try expanding into at some point. But uh, Indeed. In the meanwhile... Well, I can show off uh, the like $8 worth of uh, AMQ currency that uh, that got a cute outfit or something like that. That's the important part of that game. Oh, of course. You always got to do the cosmetics before everything. Precisely. It's the 2020s. The, the only problem is it's not an NFT. It's actual really there. I can't <laughs> I can't get the JPEG stolen from me and replaced with uh with some kind of porn like is happening to uh to the stoic ape community out there. <laughs> okay. Um are we ready to start talking about our main topics today? I think so. We might as well chat about what this year has been all about. Alright, so our main topic for today is we're not talking about the best anime of 2022. We're not talking about our favorite anime of 2022. We're just talking about the series that got us discussing the most. The ones that gave us the most uh, ammo to talk about. Um, stuff that interested us the most. Because 2022 was kind of a spoil of riches for anime for seasonal anime um i'm not willing to say that it was the best year ever i still say 2011 has that honor mm. but there were a lot of like underdog series in 2022 series that probably had to fight to find its audience and probably wasn't people weren't expecting them to be as good as they were but they ended up being really just fun to watch. Um, there was a lot of those series in 2022. I have a list of honorable mentions, but 
Uh, CT, I'm going to let you go first, uh, like usual. Do you have any things that you wanted to put on your main list, but you either didn't have the space or you didn't feel like you had enough to say about them or just whatever else? There are definitely ones that I would put on my list, but I'm going to comment them in the middle of my picks as uh, part of the... Part of the trending, my honorable mentions are largely going to be things that I watched in 2022 that aren't of the year, and then okay. some of the movies into it that'll roll into my first pick. So it probably makes more sense for you to start so I can just glide my uh, my shtick right into my first actual pick for the year. All right, no problem. So, all right. Um... My honorable mentions are all series, not all of them. Most of them are series on that didn't have as much trouble finding an audience. Um, some of them are the underdog series that I talked about, but like uh, some of these series, they started as kind of niche and grew very quickly some of them found their audience right away but either way they're series that you know i just felt like uh, there was a lot there was enough discussion about them that i didn't really need to add to it uh things like my dress up darling spy family those were series that found audiences pretty much right away And like I said, I just don't feel the need to contribute to that discussion, even though I really enjoyed both of them. There were some other series that I wanted to put on my list, but I just couldn't for whatever reason, Uh, mostly because I just didn't have the space to talk about (laughs) them all. But Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting was amazing. I love that. Uh, Raven of the Inner Palace was definitely a series that I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. If you haven't watched that, very good uh, historical drama. Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, I didn't watch that as it was airing. I I came into that one late and absolutely adored it. Just very cute. And then the last honorable mention I want to go ahead and bring up. This is one that absolutely could have made it on my list because not enough people watched it. I spent a good chunk of that of the spring season trying to convince people to mm-hmm. watch this. Uh, and that would be Phantom of the Idol on High Dive. Interesting. Yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. Those are the series that would have loved to put them on my list. They could have very easily ended up on my list, if not for just the other series, um, having a little more for me to talk about with them, a little more meat on their bones. Um, but those are all series. Those are all series that I really enjoyed and re- would highly recommend them all to everybody. I recommend all every series that I'm going to be talking about today to people but one presumes that's why it's on uh, your mentions yeah exactly but yeah so anyways uh those are my honorable mentions do you want to bring up anything before we so yeah like i implied first part of this is stuff i watched in 2022 that's not from the year uh one of them is driven by a uh, book club I'm in. I've been in a number of book clubs over the years that are not at all about books because <laughs> it's about manga. In this case, it's all about anime. 
yeah, yeah. so it's a it's a club that's uh, down in uh, Boston, Boston, Baltimore. Good lord, where's my brain going? Boston is up, not down. Um, a couple years ago, I went to some panels at uh, Oticon, and that's where I've met them as presenters. And at this point, a lot of them, uh, panels that I go to have a Discord link, and I'll pretty much immediately join the community right after uh, the panel is done because, well, that's what I do. I have, I don't know, 100 friggin' Discord servers in my sidebar. Uh, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. <laughs> but not all of them stick for for too long or for too much. This one had been just starting their book club right before I joined. So they've been through a few series and they've had ones you essentially recommending comedies, drama stuff. And then every week we'd watch a couple episodes. Uh, it took a pause at the end of 2022 and is coming back in new form this year, which will be interesting. But by going through, I was able to see, okay, what did I discuss with them uh, in this year? And uh, we started one, which you'll be happy about, which was uh, Snow White with Red Hair which uh, awesome. was my first time watching. I figured you were going to uh, expanding Horizon that at some point. So even though it had been on my back burner list, I figured it would become a thing. And at that point, it's like, oh, well, if they're doing it. Usually they'll do about a core of anything. And then if mm -hmm. I want to watch the rest, I'll watch the rest. So I watched through that. Uh, they they went and did uh, Kaguya Season 2 to pick up for Season 3. Uh, Kyoso Giga, which I was very happy about because that's one of my favorites and uh, one of my recommendations out of, out of nowhere. So it was nice to be able to expose people to that. Uh, Gaku and Alice was probably the oldest thing that showed up for, for a time. And... That didn't really stick, but uh, Hotaru is best girl, so. A uh, bunch of people introduced to Hyoka, which is great, because uh, Hyoka is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, like the Maiden Abyss compilation movies. One of the things that the club does will be like, okay, well, what's coming up? What should we do as part of, okay, can everyone catch up to watch the next season of Maiden Abyss? How do we do that? Well, they have these two compiled movies, and then the uh, third one after that. So let's go that way. Hinamatsuri, which is great. Run with the Wind, which is great. I hear you're familiar with that one. So Vaguely. I may have <laughs> come across it once. <laughs> Some jerk recommended it. So yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. I don't... I've mentioned it in prior casts, but to people who are coming aboard now... I don't tend to do a whole lot of rewatching. Uh, certain things I will, I have been now because they show up in theaters, as I'll lead into in a moment. Uh, and some things have yearly rewatches that I will do. Again, typically movies, they're they're a lot easier to. So I don't typically rewatch anime series unless I'm doing a couple things. One of which is. Uh, suggesting it to other people and watching it with them for the first time, or in this case with the book club and and anyone who's you know 
doing a watch with each other kind of thing because it's uh that's back to how i did a lot of my early anime watching uh in the beginning it was you know just me myself and i couldn't get anyone into it but hey i i only had raw japanese tapes at the time <laughs> anyway yeah. so hard hard to convince people uh, even though I was easy to convince. But uh, after that, when we started doing, you know, weekly or monthly trips into Chinatown and getting bootlegged uh, fan subs, there was a whole pack of us who would just watch something and then watch four episodes of a new series and go back the next month and buy out the rest of the series and watch all of that and go into... Yeah. And that, uh, was, that was the days of Kenshin and Gundam Wing and Flame of Rekka and all sorts of stuff. So I enjoy the group experience and part of why I enjoy chatting with you and with a prospective audience about stuff because I think the, uh, the social component is great. Uh, I've been slowly working through Ranma One Half, which is funny because I've never actually finished. Have you never the anime. watched Ranma before? Oh no, I've I've watched Ranma. Okay. Well, here okay. here's the thing: I've watched Ranma. I've never watched all of Ranma, but I've read oh. I've read Ranma. Ranma was my first manga, so I've read Ranma oh, so yeah. many times that it hurts, and that's part of why I didn't really watch Ranma. You know, I do the OVAs and movies and some of the beginning, but I didn't really go through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have it marked as completed in uh, the anime list because I need the music in AMQ. But uh, <laughs> technically, it's a lie. However, I know everything about the goddamn series, so I, I count it. Same thing with my Sinekoku. Are you really admitting that you have been fibbing to me? About... I've been fibbing to Mal. No, I mean, uh -huh. if if you have a series that has uh, so many episodes and you've read the manga like a dozen times, but you you haven't actually technically watched all of the anime, uh, you know, that's uh, if the anime is at all following the series, it doesn't matter a whole lot. Uh, I know. Uh, Ranma has a lot of filler, and that's part of why I didn't watch it all the way through. I'm like, stop putting in stuff you're making up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't apply to everything. Beautiful Dreamer is the best Urusei Atsura movie, so, you know, that that was pretty much made up whole cloth, and Takahashi doesn't even like it. So, uh, I consider that funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at any rate, one more thing I'm just going to dig in here because it's an older series that I really want people to check out. It technically does not get to qualify at all for 2022 because it just dropped, but I'm starting my uh, deep dive back into Monster and bringing people along for the for the ride. So uh, Awesome. Because awesome. that just got picked up about, along with a bunch of other things by Netflix. So it's been out of print for so long everyone uh, uh go watch monster uh so the other thing that i did do for 2022 stuff was anything that was showing up in theaters uh okay. especially because it hasn't been a big thing there there had been some i don't know pandemic wandering around or something so it had been 
it's been a bit challenging since 2020 for all of the uh, anime films, but a bunch of them showed up in 2022. You have your normal Ghibli Fest stuff, but I don't need to mention that. The year started off with Bell, and mm-hmm. since a Hosoda movie is one, you know, literally my favorite of all movies in Wolf Children, uh, I definitely will watch anything that he puts out. And it was fun and complex and interesting. It was not Wolf Children. It was not even Boy and the Beast. It had some fun songs. Yeah, I remember you and I discussing that at the beginning of 2022 when I went out and reviewed it. Yeah, yeah. It certainly had stuff to chat about. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked it, ish. (laughs) Ish. Along similar lines, uh in that there was music involved with Sing a Bit of Harmony, which was uh, a a very cute, weird sci-fi music mixture. Uh, so it uh, it's interesting to take in alongside Bell. Uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie dropped, and while I don't watch the series, I've read the manga, and I was like, okay, it's a movie... I don't have to pay for the movie because I have my, uh, my, uh, what is it? My A-list with AMC. So if I can watch any of these things for, for free, technically with the subscription, I'll just go and do it. Uh, so, you know, that was fun. Pompa the Cinephile was amusing. Uh, Goodbye Dong Glees. I think it's a lot less attention than it should. It was pretty interesting. Fruits Basket came back a bit with the Prelude movie. So that was that was enjoyable. Got to uh, get a bit more of Best Mom, but sadly not enough. Uh, Dear King felt very much like Moribito, which makes a lot of sense because it was written by the same uh, author. Inuo was interesting and completely batshit. Uh, there's a lot of you know music spins out there that you wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm. I watched the silent voice. They had their fifth anniversary. I'm like, who does a fifth anniversary? But I enjoyed it more than I did the first time because I was further away from the manga. One thing I didn't expect to watch, but I had an obligation to. <laughs> I watched the first episode of One Piece. Oh. Now that I watch One Piece Red, <laughs> and like, okay. literally nothing else in between. <laughs> Yeah, my if it if it helps any, I didn't watch One Piece or one. I didn't watch any One Piece in twenty twenty two. But my metamor, my girlfriend's uh, partner, he absolutely loves One Piece. It is it is something he adores absolutely greatly. So I've been getting more familiar with one piece over the last 12 okay. months just through general conversation with him that's fine you you uh, can let him know it's not my arch nemesis it's just my uh second arch nemesis it's, it's right behind it. uh ippo so uh but yeah it's i'm i'm there with you i didn't <laughs> like I said i didn't watch one piece but i've been getting a lot more exposed to it over the last year or so i forgot i was going to put together a, uh, a tldr essay of some sort bringing up 
the successes and failures of Red compared to the similar in Bell, bring up a little bit of sing, sing a bit of harmony. The uh, the things that are mixing music and into their overall premises. I mean, one one piece Red, I did list as uh, what channel I put it in. I think I listed it as uh, uh, Bell to Electric Boogaloo or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It, <laughs> It was like, oh, so alternate reality in which this person is a singer. It's just, it's her fruit power. Devil fruit, gummy, gumma, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, those fruit names hurt me, hurt me so bad. <laughs> but the year ended in December. A little teeny movie that probably no one has heard of. Uh, with a short name, a uh, bunch of numbers, 3.0 plus 1.01, Thrice Upon a Time. Oh, right. That did come out in 2022, didn't it? The final Evangelion rebuild movie. I Be careful not to spoil anything I'm for me. I'm not going to spoil still, anything. I am still playing... In 2023, I think I want to make this happen. I want to do a rewatch of Evangelion from beginning of TV series to final rebuild movie. I'm not going to try and do this all in one one spurt. Um, spurt. But before, but <laughs> before the end of 2023, I I want to do an Evangelion rewatch because I'm just. I wasn't in I what I wasn't in a good head headspace for it when I watched it in my youth. I think that I will appreciate it more as an adult, much like I do Satoshi Kone movies. I think I think Evangelion will hit me in a different way now that I'm an adult with more life experience. Uh, so yeah, before the end of twenty twenty three, I would like to do an Evangelion rewatch. So the the amusing thing is the rebuilds were something I've been ignoring for a long uh-huh. time because I was like, why bother? Especially yeah. because the first rebuild was just kind of them do it redoing with a slight uh, changes the first few episodes of the actual show. I'm like, okay, I don't care if you're going to make these movie. Uh, uh, you know, re- redos of them, compilation movies. That doesn't really interest me. I'll just, if I want to rewatch the series, I'll just rewatch the series. Uh, at a certain point, it became obvious that, well, they're doing other things somewhere. I think it's like I'd see Asuka in an eye patch, and I'd be like, well, I uh, guess the rebuild is doing something different. The, this Mari character, well, they introduced another character. Like, okay. But it still didn't really interest me. And I think part of that <laughs> was the hilarious amount of time it's taken to, to finish off this damn rebuild thing. It, yeah. It's it's hard to remember that, you know, it was more than a decade since 3.0. Yeah. yeah Largely knew of that 3.0. thing as a meme online in using the you can't not redo and, and memeing that when you make comments online. <laughs> naming channels after it so uh it it predated 
my doing any streaming, I think. Uh, uh-huh. So it had just been ignored. But then, and I probably wouldn't have even noticed it, except now they show up in theaters, and I really want to watch even things I normally wouldn't when they show up in theaters, supporting that in part, just because the experience is a lot different. You're unlikely to get it in any other fashion. Uh, so I'm like, all right, well, where are the original rebuilds? And Amazon has all of them, like, including yeah. the one that just dropped as a movie. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's terrifically simple to watch these. So yeah, I watched yeah. all of the rebuilds for the first time within a week of going to the theater and watching the movie three. So I, I basically marathoned uh, the rebuild movies pretty quick uh, to go through there. And it, and it was certainly an interesting experience to dump all of them in. I, I'm not sure it's ultimately a worthwhile <laughs> overall <laughs> experience, uh, but one of the things that it did do is it made me sort of consider and reconsider a bunch of stuff. What did I remember about the original? It's been a long time since I rewatched the TV show as well. So I feel like oh. one of the things it's done is in an, it has instilled a fire in me of I should go back and redo <laughs> all of the original stuff, including the weird TV ending. I should read more about it. I, I want to get back into it uh, socio-politically uh, or whatever. It's just such a, a giant part of the, uh, uh, you know, the otaku experience that I want to delve back into all angles of it. So if you're, if you're going to mm-hmm. take, you know, Ava for a ride from the beginning, then uh, let, let me know how you want to pull it off. Cause I'm certainly willing to, uh, to go through and build things up from the beginning and uh, and chat about, we can add a new format right uh, here in the middle of saying we're not going to do. It. Okay, <laughs> I just mean rewatch it and and maybe chat about it on Discord. But yeah, uh, yeah. But so that becomes my first official talking about a 2022 thing. Thrice upon a time dropped in 2022. We got it in the U.S. in that amount of time. I've I caught up to thirty. Wait, no, fifteen years. It was two thousand seven when the first one dropped, right? I don't remember. That sounds right, but either way, I was the first damn thing <laughs> of twenty twenty two that I I feel like encompassed the most additional stuff and baggage I didn't remember I had who I was watching Rebuild with, I had to sort of explain things and compare and contrast some things because I would be laughing or reacting to certain things that I knew were thrown in there for people who knew and watched the original and things that don't make a whole lot of sense unless you watch the original. And now I want to rewatch the original. So it's it's uh, providing feedback into... Uh, not just the 15 years since the first rebuild movie, but all the way back to, you know, 96, 97. So uh, it, it was an interesting capstone, I feel like, for the, for the year in general was, was that movie. And there's, there's plenty to talk about uh, for the whole thing. So we, we should at some point. 
Yeah, absolutely. Is that your first, like... That's my first actual pick, and that's why I wanted to throw it at the end of the theater mentions, which weren't. Thrice Upon a Time is my uh, is my first entry in this proper countdown. Nice little segue you did there. I, I segued for a long time. It's all good. I, um, like I said, we don't need to talk more about it for a good length of time because we just did. Oh, right. And when everybody dies. That, oh, wait. I was just saying definitely, you know, before the end of 2023, I do want I, this is something that I've been wanting to do for at least a few months, if not more. Um, I definitely want to do a. 2023 world is going to end so i might as well watch evangelion while it's burning around me rewatch so yeah if we yeah if you're interested in doing that as well we'll talk about it privately off off the air and figure out how to make it happen sounds good so all right uh getting into my first pick like i mentioned during our introduction my my main list isn't series they aren't like my top series of the year some of them could be but these are series that were interesting they were different they were fun uh they gave me something to talk about each week and it made me look forward to watching the new episode each week um so i so for my first pick i'm gonna go with i believe it came out in the spring uh, either winter or spring uh, air, simulcast on high dive it was another series that I wasn't expecting a ton from but had a lot but ended up having a blast with uh, and that would be your boy Kong Ming I'm sure we'll be taking a task is it actually combing or uh, yeah, uh, yeah yeah the, However, uh, I'm, it's supposed to be pronounced, pretend like you <laughs> pronounced it that way. <laughs> he is a boy. Yes, but either way, it's your boy. Um, I wrote about this series a little bit uh, in 2022, but basically the main thing about your boy is that if you are going to be a music series and this is what i don't listen i don't read music manga just because if i don't have the music to accompany it it's boring to me um your boy your boy though it's a music series that understands the idea that if you're gonna be a music series you have to have good music if you are a music series with bad music, you're screwed before you even start. Um, mm-hmm. Your boy starts with just an infinitely catchy opening theme song. Um, it has a really simple melody, but it's so catchy. And I found myself humming it to myself every single week while waiting for the new episodes to drop. Um but beyond just opening theme, the insert music was also really good. And I found myself r- just really enjoying this series. Uh, did you watch it at all or did you miss this one? 
I missed this one in the way that does happen to me in that I want to watch it, but I want to pull a few people into it and I get some interest and then so I'm delaying so I can watch it uh, with people week to week and then watch something and they're not as excited, but I'm still sort of waiting to try to pull them through. And then it gets lost in the clutter of the rest of the season. Cause yeah, I get spring it. was spring was pretty goddamn big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I eventually realize, Oh, well, uh, if I'm going to watch this, I'm going to have to watch it as well. And then it's at, well, I'm going to have to catch up on eight episodes of it. So I'm just going to wait till it's over, but then you're in the middle of the next season. Yeah. So yeah, part that. of my shame pile are a bunch of things where I feel like it's going to be one of those community experiences. It turns into oops. And I get behind the discord chatting about it. And the funny thing is this year, I forget when it started happening, but I've lost a little bit of enthusiasm with some things because friggin Sony and friggin Crunchyroll yeah. made their players stop allowing me to take easy screenshots. So I have been, uh, that's one reason why I really wouldn't do the Netflix series or stuff like that, but they do it for everything. Whereas none of the anime ones were doing that bullshit. And it, you have seen my propensity for chatting about something by way of posting enjoyable screenshots and other stuff. So it, it's literally diffused some enthusiasm about uh, seasonals is these, this goddamn idiocy what what are they pretending to protect i can take a screenshot but i can't see the image i can see the the yeah, yeah. friggin subtitles thanks <laughs> uh talk to me what are, after what are we you gonna are do off the air again i have a workaround for that well the workaround is piracy i have no, no issues no, with that i, I just a <laughs> i have a workaround for that that is oh, piracy yeah. Ooh, all right. That, yeah, that sounds talk to fancy. me about it out later, and I will. Uh, yeah. We can't, we can't let the secret slip, or they'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have, I have workarounds for that. It, I have to have workarounds for that for my job. Yeah. Ah, yes, that's interesting. Yes, I have. So to yeah, have I will, I will get back to it at some point. I mean, it's PA works. I feel like I owe it to almost all PA works to uh, to do a part of it. So, uh, I, I mean, I watched Aquatope. I watched Apare Ranban. Mm -hmm. I don't watch literally everything they do, but it comes very close. I have to, uh, before we get into our next one, I, I want to ask you something. This is something that I've been yeah. thinking about for a little while now. Is it just mm -hmm. me, or is P PA Works kind of going through a weird renaissance right now? Like, they were doing okay. They never went away. But, like, within the last, like, two or three years, they have been spitting out some bangers. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, you're, you're going to be banging their 2022s quite hard, I realize. Uh, I mean, when you think about PA Works, a lot of people still think... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, they'll think uh, Hanasakuro uh, Iroha, they'll think Shirobako. Uh -huh. uh, Eccentric Family is one of those that uh, lights up. Even Charlotte gets a bunch of attention. You've had the things in recent years that 
I think a lot of fans are like weird with fairy gone. Iriduku seemed like a romance attempt that not a whole lot of people clicked with. I liked it, but I don't think it did too well as a romance if that's what you were trying to get out of it. If you're trying to get something Nagiasu out of Iriduku, I don't think it worked, but but it's there. Same thing. I think they have... I wouldn't maintain them as doing as (laughs) bangers... (laughs) in recent uh, years, maybe some of the films have been stronger because they went uh, from the last three films were the Hanasaku Broka one, Makia, Mario Kata's premiere, and uh, bringing Shirobako back, which is Uh. stuff that I like. But, uh, you know, Sirius the Jaeger, a lot of people are kind of mixed on Uma Musume. So there are a lot of things that are good and well handled and they'll do a good production of everything yeah, but yeah. i think a lot of people don't really care it's like a3 what a smartphone game and here's this multimedia sci games project and here's another one i will always uh enjoy it i'm hoping that they'll keep up but i think they come and go you know the whole time because uh-huh. You'll have Nagiasu and Shirabako, but in between you'll have Glasslip. You'll have uh, Sakura Quest and Eccentric Family, but you'll have Kuramakuro and Harichika. It's, it all comes and goes. I think they maintain a good standard of quality and of adaptation quality. And part of it is I like that they almost, they're leaning on original works more yeah, than yeah. I think any other studio that does a ton of original works. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't quite think that they're hitting a, like a modern Renaissance in comparison, but, uh, and I think for a lot of people, they'll still delve into the uh, beginning of the catalog that got them to pay attention, including things like angel beats and, uh, mm-hmm. and another even also more people should watch red data girl. Go to it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll, I will. I am. I am a uh, devoted whore for, <laughs> for the studio. So Got it. Got that's it. just the way it goes. Yeah, no worries. I was just kind of curious. I know you feel you have strong feelings about PA works, and yeah, like I said, I just between their like original works and that they've been putting out lately, and a couple of other things. It's mostly the reason why I say that is because. You know, like you kind of alluded to, when I think PA works, I'm thinking, you know, coming of age stories, I'm thinking romances, you know, more gentle stories. But like over the last couple of years, you know, they've been putting out stuff like your boy, uh, your boy, and they've been putting out, you know, <laughs> made war, which we'll talk about later. And they've been putting out Buddy Daddies, which is coming out this this month. You know, Playing a lot of different things over the last couple of years, it feels like. Yeah, that I think that's fair to say. I think, again, it's something that uh, I think it, it leans into uh, what stands out for people over time. Mm-hmm. So when you get very strong beats from Hanasaka Roha, you're, and when they have a thing they are known for, the Working Girl series, Shirobako, Sakura Quest... Uh, that's where people think, 
they'll get other standouts that they'll remember, you know, Angel Beats, uh, things that Jun Maeda had any involvement with, because The Day I Became a God just came out recently. Yeah, so yeah. it still has some connective tissue in there. But, I mean, if you think about it, Kanan was the second thing that they did, which was, you know, kind of visual novel, uh, action-heavy things. Another was a, you know, largely a horror kind of work and that yeah, yeah. followed an interesting thing. It's kind of always been there. I think that there's that there's been a few year stretch where they didn't have as many projects. So what you thought PA Works was did have a tendency to settle into a particular thing. And they've been moving away from that or at least doing more projects and including more other kinds of projects. I wouldn't have expected them to do a mecha series like uh, Sirius the Jaeger <laughs> or an anime up the ass Western racing across America series in a Parinanban. But uh, that also, by the way, Banger OP, go, go listen to that. So yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in, in what they're doing, but uh, they, there, there's been some levels of shifting focus. And of course, some of it, uh, has to do with what creatives are still working with the studio or moving to their own or moving to another. So they're uh, they're going a bit back and forth depending on that. You have some long timers still, then you you have them. I'm not really I'm not sure lately. Obviously, Aquatope was them trying to lean into two core original work working girls thing so we'll get that again uh soccer quest was in 2017 so it took four years for another one of those to show up so at some point we will get them making that same exact attempt again attempt again and see if they can strike uh the shirabako highs that uh that they worked with yeah so yeah good on them all right cool. all, all for 2023 Alright, so we're going to go ahead, we are going to move along to our second, fourth, whichever whichever way you're counting it, entry. Uh, CT, what's your next pick for Okay. So I will lead in with something. I was, after you showed me uh, things that were on your consideration list, and when I was going through my mental list of, say, things that meant the most to me or hit me strongest, uh, well, first of all, it was a shockingly normy list. Hmm. Uh, but secondly, it, it showed the utter domination of, uh, I guess, what I will refer to as my manga steering committee. Uh, because I read a ton more manga than I watch anime in general. Even watching a lot of anime, the amount of manga I read is a whole lot. Uh-huh. So there are a couple things that were, of course, really looking forward to in the... Uh, in 2021 in in 2022 or leading into 2022 there are things that i will watch out of obligation it's kind of interesting that there are things that i'll watch because i already read them and excited for like the yakuza's guide to babysitting which is uh you mentioned already and was great 
I have kind of an obligation for To Your Eternity. There is other watch interest, and I'm, I keep on top of the manga. So I'm like, all right, I'll keep reading it. Some things I couldn't watch without extra effort because uh, screw you, Disney Plus, for I think still delaying summertime rendering. It is not summer anymore. It is very wintry. You still have not dropped this show, you bastards. Yes, I could pirate it. Hmm. Uh, however, the reason that I wanted to watch it was, of course, I already read it to completion. I was excited for it. I'm like, I wonder how it will be adapted. And that happens a lot of times. It's, uh, am I excited for an adaptation? Am I excited for an adaptation? And then I think the adaptation is bad, and I run away from it like Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer. Hmm. Uh, man, the uh, the deflation of excitement from the community on that one is, uh, is fairly huge. Uh, <clears throat> and then there are the ones that I know will pretty much be great no matter what. Uh, your Komi-sans, which, of course, uh, led over the year as well. Uh, and would have been, and originally it and Spy Family were on my, well, of course, I'm going to have to pick these because, of course, I'm going to have to pick these. I've been waiting for Comey for forever. Spy Family delivers animated Anya faces, and how can you lose with that? <laughs> Saori Hayami is your, is the most appropriate your voice, and it's just a delight. To, uh, to watch these things being animated. But as, as you implied, they don't really need much help. The community has kind of discovered these by them being great. And uh, <laughs> literally when I went to Otakon uh, last time, the first and only thing I saw were how many your cosplayers <laughs> there were. Yeah, in her regular outfit or as Thorn Princess. I'm like, okay. So yeah, they don't need any help. One of them is also I don't feel uh, she needs any help, but I I can't go through the year without mentioning it. So 2022 marks the year that Kaguya-sama wants to be confessed to ended in manga form. It marks literally the season and anime that I was waiting for in the beginning. It's where the manga was when the anime was announced. Uh, it was the thing I was most excited to share with people. Season three ends with an episode that I think is just beyond peerless as far as enjoyment of everything the series has done so far. I'm not going to lean into it again it doesn't need much discussion. I just have to uh, have Kaguya be the top of my list of, of all of the manga things that I'm writing in. Uh, uh, she remains the, the pinnacle. If anyone hasn't, you know, been following Kaguya in the past few years, you really should. Uh, I can't wait for the movie to drop because it's still continuing. Despite what Arcata or certain podcasts are saying, it's not over. I rather assume we'll get a season four and more, and they'll just complete the source material, because unless 
the critical acclaim unless the sales drop on it. There's no reason for them to not just keep doing it mm-hmm. whenever they want until it's done. <sighs> they have a conclusion. They don't have to pretend. Well, we'll reevaluate once it's over. Like uh, maybe, maybe fingers crossed, Space Brothers will come back. But uh, fingers crossed. We have more Akasaka Glory coming in 2023 as well, uh, which we will definitely talk about because oh, yeah. that's probably the thing I'm most excited for in the in the upcoming year. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, yeah, so it's it's in some ways the climax of the experiences of the emotional center of Kaguya is that last episode of season three. And then interestingly, in some ways it it's just the, okay, here's leading into more of what Akazaka does so well about all of these characters and their various relationships and uh, both the humor hijinks and the social commentary and the not playing things normally that he does so well. So uh, I can't get through the, uh, the mentions this year without uh, highlighting Kaguya season three. I wish they didn't have these weird names that I have to keep remembering for AMQ, which is ultra romantic, which is super duper romantic, which is, damn it! Just use one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but it's, uh, it's one of the best times you can have, I feel. So, so there you go. Awesome, awesome. Um, I need to go back and rewatch Kaguya at some point. Um, I've wa- I've watched all three seasons. I need to watch them again. I mean, because I like them. They're good. I'm not... I didn't get this huge emotional rush that you did from the end of season three. We won't talk about specifics, because spoilers. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't get the huge emotional rush you did. I understand why you did. It totally makes sense. But I didn't get that. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it and see if it hits me better the second time. Well, one thing you can try, especially because there are legal outlets for it as well, you are looking for certain, you know, manga-related things to mm-hmm. uh, to attempt to blow through. So you might, you might try experiencing it the other way. Because yeah, remember, uh... all of that, I had done only for manga before a frame of the anime dropped. So mm-hmm. my excitement was derived specifically from, uh, from the reading. So uh, it's possible it's available can, on, you can test that out now, too. So. Yep. Uh, my second choice, my number four pick, whichever, again, whichever way you want to count mm-hmm. it. This is a series that I did not watch from week one. Um, I believe I discovered this series 100% by accident while I was at work. I'm I'm working a job right now where the early part of the year I literally had nothing to do. Uh, so I would spend a few hours, you know, during my shift, uh, sitting at the computer, watching stuff, hanging out, working on whatever. 
Uh, and while I was doing that one day, I came across a series that I had vaguely heard about, but didn't start it. And so I decided to check it out. Uh, what I found was an absolutely adorkable romance. Mm. Uh, and that would be the series Love After World Domination. So Love After World Domination, very cute series about the leader of a Super Sentai team falling in love with the le- with the leader of the enemies. Oh, not the leader, I should say, excuse me. One of their generals. And they fall in love and get into a secret relationship. I really liked this series, just a whole bunch, and I would like to go back to it again. I hope it gets a second season. It, I would absolutely watch a second season of this. I loved that the cup, the main couple in the series were dealing with normal relationship squabbles, like not seeing each mm. other enough, or things of that nature, but put against a backdrop of enemies having to fight each other to complete destruction. Um, it was just very, it was very good. I, I way better than it really had any right to be. Um, <laughs> just very, very enjoyable. It's on Crunchyroll. Definitely worth watching if you haven't. Like I mentioned, the best word I can describe it as is adorkable. Because the lead characters are just such little numb nuts, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're so adorable. It's uh, it's stupid. But anyways, yeah, so that's my next pick. Did you happen to watch this one at all? I don't remember. That is also one I did not watch. I think there is something about anything that has kind of a super sentai thing i'm sure this was very much me judging a book by its cover Uh and glossing right over it and saying yeah i'm pretty sure that's not going to be anything that i'm interested in even if it's got you know weird humor hijinks i'm not against team stuff but i think anything that leans so hard into the actual super sentai (laughs) thing they're called gelatos and i do like gelatos so yeah yeah probably i should have considered that but it sounds like you're getting maui vibes from it so uh at least uh uh from from my interpretation of uh some of the setup and what you're talking about you know the sort of i guess a lot less uh economics being talked about and uh, and you know world discussion that you get from Maoyu, but uh, but it seems kind of like you're doing that crossover from the leader of heroes and the leader of villains becoming uh, you know all heart spinny over each other and just engaging in some weird level of uh, weird level of. Uh, uh, rom-com hijinks along with whatever their you know foundational setup so the superhero sentai hijinks as well so i would encourage i'll, I'll roll around out at it. least a couple of episodes get through yeah. the main setup of the first episode or two and then decide 
if you want to continue it up. And I would encourage you to at least check out a couple of episodes. Yeah. Very important. Are there hotties? Of course there are. Okay. Well, there's yeah. The villain side has all sorts of interesting characters to it. Not even so much just, you know, you know, hot anime dudes or hot anime girls, just charming characters sounds good yeah love to roll around when uh what season was that i think spring i think winter spring damn you're you're doing a lot of you're doing a lot of spring heavy lifting uh i know i know (laughs) to be fair winter i don't remember a lot about winter and summer seasons winter and summer both had good series i enjoyed them both i know i did but like spring and fall in 2022 those were really heavy yeah uh, spring and fall definitely were winter was very dry for me i don't even remember i was watching the second core of ranking of kings was watching a bit of lupin I don't even remember if I was doing anything else new that season, as opposed to trying to catch up on everything I was behind on from uh, 2021. Yeah, summer had had some good series, if I recall correctly, but like spring and fall, those were the seasons that Spy Family aired and just all sorts of stuff was happening in those two seasons. Yeah. So, I, um... That's pretty much all I have to say about world about love about love after world domination. Excuse me. It's um, easy for you to say. Yeah. So yeah, but the like I said, just a very cute romantic comedy. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, which is true for a lot of the stuff on my main list. <laughs> You're gonna hear me saying that a lot more actually. Uh, so I, your third choice, what do you have? So my third choice is still coming down from the manga steering committee side of it, because there is still a bunch of things that I was reading a lot of that, uh, I was waiting for that the community was very much waiting for. It doesn't need any assistance from me as far as, you know, your hype battle shonens go, but it's very anti-type for me. So fact is there were a couple in 2022 that I've actually enjoyed quite a lot. And there was one that does not star Denji, but a, a sweet little guy named Shigeo uh, that I had even forgot we were getting Mob Psycho Season 3. Ah, okay. I didn't know that that was all of Mob Psycho going into it, because thinking about other stuff, One Punch Man and other things are still running. One has his series going, and, you know, they they usually just run for as long as everyone's excited about it. But uh, I guess if Akasaka can end Kaguya in 2022, Mob could... uh, and then maybe the manga ended in the year prior. Did it? When did the manga? I may be uh, way off. That may be that may be something where the manga ended a while back, and uh, they just were going through it. 
but it was just such a sweet send-off for the series. I've never been as big into it. I know people were hyped beyond belief for season one, especially because it was Bones just showing the fuck off uh, as, as far no, as animation goes and sci fights that were beyond belief. Uh, you certainly also had that in season three, but you had a whole lot less of it and of certain things that were still impressive. It had settled into, well, I'm familiar with this, so... It, it wasn't as much about taking that in. There there were other things. It was trying to let certain other characters have a bit of focus. It was uh, giving Mob and, uh, and Dimple a thorough arc and uh, conclusion. It was having fun with aliens and just doing some completely weird shit episodes here and there. And then it just ends nicely not normally not even what you're considering it it is such a weird way to wrap things up but when you are done with it you realize just how fitting it all is and uh i'm glad it wasn't put in a position of would overstay its welcome would be passed to another studio like One Punch Man was, <laughs> which no one was happy about. Uh -huh. uh, had had his time in the sun, and uh, and wrap things up, and it's just nice. And it was one of those you get one of those final shots for it that uh, is very satisfying, considering the character that uh, Shigeo is, and was very similar to me watching uh, March Comes In Like a Lion and getting some things where you actually see Ray friggin' happy for the first time in his life. <laughs> and you're like, hooray! Hooray for you! So, uh, I don't know. It was sweet, and I don't expect that at all from a uh, any level of shonen that hits a, a particular level of hype. I can get comedy through it. I can get some interesting stuff through it. Uh, certainly, I don't get that from Chainsaw Man. There are other things you get from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> but, uh, and I'll be interested if they bring more of uh, Fujimoto's stuff in, but uh, one of those where, especially considering where I started with it, which was nowhere near as appreciating it as much as everyone else seemed to, was good and but so many people were you know like reagan worshipers <laughs> and everything else i'm like hey, come on guys and then uh once once it has wrapped up i'm like oh wow that was really good and uh and that's the way it feels to me so uh for me having mob psycho on my list was a bit more surprising just from a from me direction than expectations about the series itself. That makes uh, sense. Good, good on you, one. Hmm. You you read it. You read a good thing. Maybe I'll have to read the manga now. <laughs> Go for it. Let me know how it is. <laughs> uh so I right, so moving along, my number three. The thing is about 
lately. One thing I've been really having fun with over the last year or two is the the teens were the teen years of this millennium were pretty much all isekai. It was isekai, isekai, isekai. Um, Boy, howdy. Yeah, one thing that I'm noticing over the last year or two, though, is that we're still getting a lot of isekai series, but new trends are starting to pop up. Uh, it's going to be, it's hard to tell what's going to be the dominant trend of this decade still. Um, but we're starting to move a little bit away from Isekai. We're starting to find new things. Um, farming series have been really popular lately. Original. Yeah, but Isekai farming. <laughs> yeah, farming series are just popping up everywhere it, lately. It's Isekai pharmacy series. Yeah. So farming series have been really popular lately. Original stories have been really popular lately. One thing, another thing that's been really popular lately that I'm having fun with is the extreme sport genre. We've been getting a mm. lot of these over the last couple of years, and we had at least two or three in 2022. And the one that I want to highlight, though, is another one that I did not expect to like. I came into it late again. I didn't watch it until after it had finished airing. Um, and that would be the Extreme Golf Series Birdie Wing. Uh, did not expect to like this one. Did I am not a golfer. I've, I've done some mini golf in my life, but I've never like gotten into like actual golf. It's never been my thing. This series, though, was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Like, extreme underground, like, mafia golfing story. <laughs> Just, oh, it hit all the right buttons for me. I absolutely adored this show, and I cannot wait for the second season to air later this year. That's true. It's continuing. Well, it's a... How many core is that? Because I'm not willing to call that season two unless there's three cores of separation from it. So is it spring or is it, or is it happening now? Uh, it's spring. Okay, then it can be uh, season two. Yes, it is a season two. Um, but yeah, season two <laughs> airs, I believe, in the spring. I am so freaking pumped about it like i said i did not expect to like this show as much as i did but like extreme underground golfing just absolutely tickled me it was so much fun well that that is certainly good uh is this another one that you missed out on or yeah your your picks are <laughs> completely <laughs> stymieing my my having had watched them uh, I know it was coming. I know it was one of those things that uh, could be interesting. It was a bit of, I'm not finding the right people to start watching with. Well, I'll start watching it at some point. Maybe you never got around to it. Spring is very busy. Uh, there's there's dancers for me to watch. There's uh, Shikimori and Komi and Kaguya and Spy Family. There's... A lot going on, so it turned into one of those where I just didn't pick it up. I, I didn't even do the uh, the initial three with it, but uh, may, maybe a bit of judging it by its cover just to go by design and the sport in general. I like, uh, I enjoy my sports definitely askew 
either that or they have to be, I guess, written by Mitsuru Arachi. <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy a normal sport thing. Like, if it's baseball, it has to have exactly his humor and some actual interesting romance in it. Uh, but the, otherwise, I need it to be about bicycling or, I guess, some kind of thing where you attack people with, with your butts or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some level and it did seem like it might have uh keijo vibes in there somewhere but uh for whatever reason i didn't delve in i'll probably have to especially because it is getting a a season two just to see whether or not it's there there's there's a lot of yakuza stuff going on so maybe maybe high stakes deadly uh yakuza fueled golf shenanigans will will be interesting i uh i read a robot laser beam from the uh kuroka basketball guy and it was not good i'm like well i guess i guess that's a limitation of golf it's just to to try to spice up golf you have to figure something out and it's going to be too hard but uh maybe hot Chicks and dangerous yakuza uh, batting will uh, will somehow figure its way through. Yeah, this is another series that if you decide you want to watch it and you need someone to watch it with, let me know. I will watch it again with you. <laughs> oh, I will watch it again. <laughs> yeah, especially since the second season is coming up, I'll want to kind of refresh my memory. I remember a good chunk of it, but I'll probably still want to rewatch it yeah. a little bit. But yeah, definitely. If you want to watch this series, let me know. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe we should do that. Of all of the people who I watch with, you're somehow not one? Yeah. I guess because we do other stuff. And I'm like, may- maybe I should just do it where if I want to watch communally, because I've never gotten it simul watching running in the discord but if i want to watch communally i should just reach out and be like hey let's watch this stuff yeah go for it but all right um yeah so birdie wing extreme golf very good unexpectedly good um but yeah so moving along to our number four uh what is your next choice uh well you decided not to give her her proper due in your honorable mention. Uh, so I'm going to bring back a completely out of nowhere. It's not manga-based. It's a uh, light novel-based, but from an author who I didn't know from anything else. A studio that's honestly no great shakes, except that you just talked about Birdie Wing, and I think that's one of theirs as well. Am I right? I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> you probably didn't even uh, uh, realize, but uh, it's a little off-putting from the beginning in design and trying to figure out the focus and the pacing of it, but mostly because the subtitle and the pronunciation of all the names are completely at odds. <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> But that is Raven of the Inner Palace. Oh, I loved this show. This show was so unexpected. It was a weird 
level of chill. I think one of the things that I can compare it to most is Mushishi. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, it, it has a more focused feel because she's stuck in the palace area. She has to interact with the same people all the time, whereas uh, Ginko is obviously you barely had a return character in the yeah. in the, both of the seasons of it. But it's one of those things where structurally you think, oh, there's going to be a mystery to something over here. Oh, this is a morality play of some sort. Oh, this is something. And you're just like, no, it's none of that. <laughs> something goes on and she has to use her magic at some point to fix the situation. There's some other weird things in the background, but there's there's none of the normal hook of, uh, you know, you, you don't have much of a running through line uh, as far as uh, either a character or a character growth arc or, oh, here's a secret revelation that'll come back up later. There's a few things here, but for the most part, everything she's interacting with is just sort of a, okay, here's what's happening, and now I have to do this. Now I have to use my one magical graphic representation of my magic. <laughs> it's a different power, but every time she blows uh, flower petals at the thing and magic happens, and then, uh, and then everything is fine. And they talk about it afterward. What just happened? Oh, well, I did this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here are all of these other people. I don't know. It has such a weird charm to it. In her case, it's less the... In this show's case, it's less the world and the atmosphere. So in Mushishi, much of the compulsion is just the meditative feel of the world around each of the individual... Uh, uh, Mushi that get brought up uh, the odd situations and how they're presented and what happens in this case I'm just enjoying her a lot more she's an interesting character her interactions with the emperor are you know that kind of tsundere adorableness that seems to play at odds with everything else that's going on but it has a decent amount of well, there's probably romance in here somewhere, right? <laughs> Something in there. But you're not you're not always sure. Uh she's uncontrollably addicted to certain sweets, uh, which, you know, we can all pretty much uh uh, uh be familiar with. <laughs> so it's one of those that is fairly unique in an offering, but not in the way that one normally sees that run across where it's so batshit out of there uh, that the uniqueness comes from just how odd the overall situation is, uh, which I'm pretty sure we're going to capstone this uh, conversation with. Something's coming. The, the waves are rising. <laughs> but it's it's unique in that just the overall presentation, the general feel of everything. You're just sort of riding along in a odd period piece, which is leaning into certain anime things that you'd think would 
cost uh, uh, the show, but just kind of makes sense and you roll along with it. It's just enjoyable. And uh, I know there's only seven novels and I think the series has ended. I don't know if one core was enough to go through all of that. I would assume not, but it doesn't, it also doesn't feel like the kind of thing that we're going to see come back again. Cause I can't remember anyone really talking about this short of a few screenshots on, on our discord. So I, I feel like uh, it's not even a flash in the pan. It's just a cozy little simmer and, uh, and folks should give it a shot and just see if it, uh, if it appeals in a in a way that they don't get from other shows. Honestly, if this show doesn't get a second season, I will be so upset. Um, there is some actual drama that comes right at the end. Yeah, I mean, it ends... It doesn't end on a cliffhanger, but it definitely was not an ending that wraps things up either it was very much a okay we've gotten as far as we can now it's in your court to watch this enough to warrant it getting a second season and it was just really bad timing because it aired in the fall season which was just stacked <laughs> there was a lot going there on. was a lot going on in the fall season so i know that this series got overshadowed by things like Spy Family and My Hero Academia and all sorts of... Mob Psycho Season 3, Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. Just, there was so much going on that season. and Two things we have yet to mention. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just, it makes me sad that this series aired when it did. It's like, if it had aired in the summer... I bet it would have found a bigger audience and more people would have talked about it. Yeah, or or in the winter, it has yeah. kind of a cool vibe to it as well. So if it had, it was like I said, winter for me was very dry. Uh-huh. It might have caught caught people and been easier and, and gotten a little more. I don't know what the Blu-ray sales in Japan are, are like. Obviously, that looked. drives a lot of whether we'll see a season two. What What is it? It's the... Uh, Bandai Namco pictures they uh-huh. don't tend to have a lot of stuff going on yeah they're they are continuing birdie wings so maybe they'll do this uh demon school Iruma-kun got a season three so honestly I feel it's a little bit more likely that we would get a season three of this than uh than if another studio did it because they seem to not have too many projects they do like two or three a year uh-huh and they do a lot of continuation, so maybe. I, I don't think Aruma-kun is one of the most uh, critically acclaimed best-selling things, so hey, who knows? Yeah, but I would love to see this series get a second season. Um, I really enjoyed That'd it. It was another unexpected treat from the fall season. There was a lot of those in the fall season. Yep. Good, good, good. So, alright. Um, my number two, this is a number, well, number two, number four, again, however you want to count it. <laughs> yes. Um, this is a series that as soon as I saw the first episode, I know I was pushing you to watch it, because I knew that this series needed to find an audience. So I was pushing it as hard as I could. 
Um, Human Crazy University. Uh, Human Crazy University. Stylistically, it's so different. It uses such limited animation, which is weird to me because when Way of the House Husband did it, I complained. But when Human Crazy University did it, it just felt right. It felt like it fit the style of the story. Um, I really liked that, as you described it when I talked to you about it, that it was animated in like three frames a second. You know, I I liked that. I loved how simple it was. Um, I loved the story. I loved how the story... If you haven't watched this one, watch the first episode. Try to guess where it's going to go next and see how utterly and completely wrong you are. <laughs> this series is going to go in directions that you are not expecting. From start to finish, this series is not going to end the way you think it is. Will it go in crazy directions? It goes in very crazy directions. Um, but yeah, this was just another unexpected gem for me. Did you, I know you watched like the first episode of it. Did you continue on after that? I continued a bit. This was again, one where I was watching with someone. The, I understand how it's fitting the, (laughs) the, uh, three, three frames a second kind of thing. And it very much brings me to some of the other anime you get, like uh, Yamishibai or the uh, the fairy tales ones, which uh-huh. it, certain anime have a million episodes, a million seasons, and that's because they're almost just like barely animated manga. Uh-huh. Like they're, they're animated like you're walking hand stick or finger puppets across the screen uh, doing it. And it fits what's going on, but it's not necessarily the most compelling, ooh, I gotta watch this, uh, the new episode is on kind of thing. So I got behind on it. I have not completed it. I will at some point. So unfortunately, I don't have too much to be able to say about it. Again, you're picking a fall thing here. So keeping up with Human Crazy University was difficult in the literal onslaught of everything else that was just in the last stacked season we had. Uh-huh. So I'll, uh, I'll slowly make my way through it at some point. So it didn't, it didn't click with me to the level of uh, becoming something that was really driving me. Uh, it's interesting. Definitely the premise of it is pretty screwed up. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, some people, it- if you're you out there listening to this and you enjoy dark comedy, this is going to be your jam. Mm. Especially the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't go into too many details about the story just because it'll it's hard to describe the story without without spoiling it. Uh, but the fact that the first episode starts with the main character being on death row is is unique enough right there and then it goes into just unexpected directions for the next 12 episodes 
absolutely worth watching. This is this was one of my top series of the year. It was a very just un, an unexpected gem. I had never even heard of it before I sampled it uh, in October, and immediately I knew that I was hooked. So we should keep talking about fall then, right? Uh, well, we're going to. Okay. But uh, what is your last pick for series of 2022 that that sparked your interest? Well, I got a fall for you. This was one that I kind of avoided in the very beginning until the community started embracing it almost in a way that I haven't seen in a while. Again, that Chainsaw Man where everyone was already knowing it going in. Uh-huh. Uh, this is something I hadn't heard of. It was just random for coma. I could tell certain things about it going in, in that, uh, uh, you know, it seemed very cute girls doing cute things. And then when I started getting into it, I became very surprised just how much it, uh, it stuck in and it let me enjoy all of the memeing and everything else. It, uh, I already uh, had Comey on my list, but I replaced her with a different sort of communication issue character in Hitori Goto. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about Bochi the Rock. Of course you are. Which is, uh, what if Kaon, but about music? <laughs> Which is just my little dig. I get uh, it. I get it. That's funny. sorry. Sorry, Kaon. I I like you a lot, but I don't like you in the music way. And so, uh, the kind of things that Hokago Tea Time, you know, we would get cute little songs and other things didn't didn't really compel me very far. But honestly, every time they did the things in this show that was focused on the uh, the music when they came out with the songs i was i will listen to anything kasoku band bando uh throws <laughs> out at this point because it's all just good fucking music and you actually sit there in the creative process of you know not specifically uh, Bochichan, but the whole group, uh, the way they're interacting with each other is almost entirely just when they're together doing music and pondering band-related things. So they're they're not in a club room drinking tea. Uh, she's trying to learn how to interact with people as part of a job. Uh <laughs> The the setup is also very amusingly modern because she's a uh, a shut in to a kind of uh, uh, sociopathic direction, but she's also a popular streamer, which is one of those things that's a very modern outlet for people who are complete introverts. You can be introverted and yet have hundreds of thousands of people listening to things you're doing on the internet because it's all abstracted and anonymous. And there is a weird level of fascination there. And the the crux of the series is, you know, trying them trying to become a thing 
actually watching Bochi grow. Uh, uh, what is it? And 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 expose herself. Maybe I should rephrase that. But uh, <laughs> to to the outside world in interesting ways. Uh, the series, you can tell just how much the uh, Studio Clover works and the creators really like this work, which is surprising because I've read a bit of the Four Coma and similar to K-On! It's like, okay, that's cute. But, mm. you know, it's it doesn't feel like a compelling Four Coma manga. But when they've translated, this is one of the most interesting actual adaptations of something that really leaned into the animation that's been uh, very much playing around with stuff. Maybe your Mob Psycho season three in Bones is uh, going all out. Maybe Mop and Chainsaw Man is doing uh, completely impressive things within the structure of that work. But uh, in, in Bochi, I feel like they've just been let go to do whatever the heck they want and they just pick interesting new ways to show off her insecurities, throw the little imaginative asides. Uh, you have fantasy that bleeds into characters reacting to it in reality. There's fourth wall, third wall. They all just kind of collapse into each other. But in the meanwhile, you get these, you know, certain key episodes and key moments really lean into... Uh, the characters pulling together, uh, some of them growing a bit, songs coming out of nowhere that uh, became some of my favorite things of the year. And it ends in a way where, you know, what that was probably the most hyped I had was waiting for, okay, school festival final episode, what is their performance going to be like? And I'm I'm sitting in the thing of okay for years uh, the medley and kids on the slope was my favorite musical experience, uh, only overshadowed by the uh, regional concert in uh, Hibike Euphonium season two, which is friggin' magic. And I'm sitting here saying that I don't think about going into a show being like, can you musically transport me better than anything else has? And in the end, just the fact that I was hoping for that, I think highlights how strong the, uh, uh, if this is your thing, this will sit in with, with any fans. And it does not, but in the end, it ends in a way that is very bochi. So, <laughs> so I can't blame it for anything. I'm like, okay... I, I understand exactly. I was wanting something different in a way, and you gave me part of that, but then you also just gave me, oh, okay, all of this makes complete sense. <laughs> it ends yet again in another way that completely makes sense for all the characters, and I'm really just, okay, season two when I need them back in my life. There's only five volumes of a four coma manga, and I'm like, they can't possibly have the source to, to carry this further. So that makes me saddest. So it's, it was one of my favorite times of the year, and also in some ways one of my saddest because I'm like, when when will we get more? I don't know, but the bochi memes will continue until then. 
that is for certain. <clears throat> One thing that I I didn't finish Bochi. I started it. I enjoyed it. I just had too much going on to keep up with it. Um, I do want to finish it. One thing that I think is really fun about this series, though, is how much the community has embraced it. Um, I read an article recently that the author of the manga did, had a table at the most recent Kamiket, and the crowd around her table was so big, they had to move her outside. <laughs> so I, so thought, even... I thought that was just absolutely amazing and wonderful. And I'm really glad that people are embracing this series. I would like, like I said, I would really like to finish it. I just haven't had a chance. I think you will enjoy it. It sounds like you were enjoying it going in. I mean, honestly, it's the kind of thing that either keeps pulling you in until you're pinned that uh, this dial goes to 11 and you just stay there after that, or you probably would have uh, checked out after the three-episode test at that point. I definitely, I watched the first three or four episodes. I really liked it, really wanted to keep going with it. I was just so busy with end of the yeah. year stuff and my work and just all sorts of stuff coming up. Like I said, like we've talked about, the fall season was just packed. So I just did not have the time to keep up with it. I do want to go back to it, though. Absolutely. You definitely, definitely have to. And everyone else has to as well. You guys have been putting it off. No longer. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the fall season is tapped. There can't possibly be any other show in the fall season to talk about. Oh, but you would be wrong. Oh, well, surely then you mean a show that returned for the first time in decades, a classic that transformed the entire industry and showed up in fall. Oh, hell no. Oh, all right. All right we're going to be talking that, about that another original series that caught me off guard. Um, this was a series, again, it was original, so nobody knew what to expect from it. I reported on the first promotional video when it was released in august or september for j-list and i i was intrigued i didn't know what to expect but i was intrigued and then i watched the first episode and absolutely fell in love uh akiba made war <laughs> we've been talking about we talked a little we talked about pa works earlier in the show we talked about how they've been going, how they've been doing different things lately. Akiba Made War is like the most anti PA work series <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. And I love it. Loved this show. Oh my we've, goodness. We've been, we've been talking about a lot of Yakuza stuff, about a lot of black comedy stuff. You are well known for your girls with guns. Yes. Uh, appreciation. And this this feels like the epicenter of everything else you've mentioned. Because <laughs> there's music in it, too. Yes, there so, is. So, uh, you know, you got... Uh, there's not really much romance in it, though. No, not really. But yeah, death. no, Akiba Made War is a series, again, took me completely off guard. I did not know what to expect from it. This is possibly 
one of the greatest mafia stories I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like seriously, I I'm not I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Um, ninety one days. Screw that crap. Yeah, just like this was. This tickled every button that I have. It had the girls with guns. It had otaku humor. It had everything, pretty much everything that I love in in anime. I mean, the only reason why this series wasn't at either the near the top or very top of my best of 2022 series is because the ending wasn't fantastic. The ending was fine. It, it ended in a satisfactory way, but was not exactly what I was kind of hoping for. So it got lost a few points for that, which, you know, like I said, the ending was fine. I'm not saying it was a bad ending. Um, just, I was kind of hoping for, they would go a slightly different direction, but it's fine. Um, again, this is a series that I was pushing on people throughout the fall season. Like I was constantly going on social media and talking about how happy Mm -hmm. this series made me. So what you're saying is you want a lot of people to die bloody deaths, but cutely. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into what I wanted to see happen at the <laughs> end because that'll just spoil the whole thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, Akiba Made War. If you like otaku humor and you like mafia stories, this is gonna be your sweet spot. This was definitely. Uh, it's one of my favorite episode one setups. I have a real kink for episode ones where the end reveal is, you know, the the whole transition seems like it's coming from a particular place. It's a little odd, but you can understand. By the time the episode is ended, you are just hit so far in the back of your brain pan. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't care what's going on. So uh, witchcraft works. Hit me like that for it's episode one uh school live you can argue does that for a whole lot of people uh (laughs) this one but by the time episode one was done it's one of those okay well you've sold me on the rest of it no no matter what i'm gonna ride it out to see what the crap you do because this was just amazing I will give it one uh, uh, demerit. However, I wanted a lot more of that made song to death and destruction that was done so well at the end of season one. Uh-huh. I mean, that you can look up that clip on YouTube. I believe it's called <laughs> WTF Did I Just Watch? Yeah. Uh which is the culmination of it's the reveal of okay here's what the show can do because it's after some of the first complete senseless violence and then it ramps it up the, the dial doesn't go to 11 it goes to about 31 right <laughs> at that instant but but it's done to the beat which is something i criticize actual idol shows all the time i'm like your animation and your other stuff is not all of these things should be tied to the beat. Why is your ending not tied to the beat? So it was completely to the beat. 
it was some of the best choreography <laughs> and it was it was like a classic hollywood presentation of people getting blown away yes <laughs> and yeah. it was the hardest laugh i probably had all year i was just dying uh when that kicked in right until the end of it uh i had to pause it after that point to dial down just how much i was laughing there and i'm like okay well you you can now do no wrong to me technically but uh my slight disappointment is that they don't try to lean into that as heavily as i would want uh-huh in the thing i would have loved them to do a lot more like music video kind of things where they're doing a different format of it, a different kind of made song, a different kind of thing to show what's going on in their world of Yakuza girls with guns, uh, hyper violence. And I didn't get enough of that. I still got plenty of other things. And, and obviously it's leaning into a lot of trope mixtures that you feel like would have nothing to do with each other. The, the made culture, the, ultra violence and crime it's like okay so somehow these play together very well but uh i i wish there was just a bit more of the magic of episode one splashed in throughout yeah i can absolutely agree with that the first episode is probably one of the best episodes of the entire series the entire series is good like i said i loved it my polycule we watched it every week together it was appointment viewing for us every saturday we would sit down and watch a new episode and it was always just so much fun um <laughs> just such a great viewing experience i don't think it's going to get a second season and i don't think it should i think the ending is good enough as it is this is, but this was, this and, like, a, for Vivi from a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the type of series that proves that, you know what, you give, if you give a good concept, 12 or 13 episodes, you can tell a complete story in that time that is worth watching. You don't always have to drag it out over two or three seasons. This one was one season, just one and done. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's going to get a second season. And yeah, it was just really good from start to finish. There was, there were very few things about this series that I would like legitimately complain about. I think it would be in some ways a shame to give it a season two, because I think that what you want is the talent who were putting this together to do the same thing to something else yeah. and just cross the streams in a way that you don't think could work at all and somehow becomes a level of weird magic that only comes out of the anime sphere. But yeah, this I could was... I could see like a one OVA epilogue a few years down the line uh-huh. showing 10 years on or something like that would be a it would be a fun thing to revisit in an interesting way, but I don't think it would want a a, a second season of it. I feel like if uh, I think that was a first time director, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. I would have to double check who directed this one. 
uh, Soichi Masui, but I'm not sure that helps anything. Yeah, that does uh, not help. The name doesn't <laughs> sound familiar, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I guess, no, I guess he's been in more. He's been a uh, main director on some uh, Chaika stuff. Okay. And uh, Heaven's Design Team, so... Not first work, but not a not a like huge director with a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, yeah, I feel like do it again. Try to per- pursue some new PA works magic. You have your working girls series, and technically, you could count this as a work. work. I mean, okay, technically, let's not go that far. Uh, but. I feel like you could do something where you take what worked about this and spin it in new directions and try to deliver something else in the way that because it's an anime original, no one knows anything about it going in. No one has any concept of it. And you're basically you're experimenting in something and trying to see what sparks fire. And And uh, I feel like this did a a good job of that this year and honestly that's what i've been loving about this trend of original series lately is that while not i've said this on social media like not all of these original series are going to be good they're not it's just statistically impossible but the ones that (laughs) are good are really freaking good um vivi was really good this series akiba made war was really good birdie wing and that's another original series that was really good you know just we've been getting a lot of really fun original stories lately and i really hope that this trend continues for a while yeah yeah it makes makes a lot of sense i mean you get certain studios that lean into that a lot more Mm -hmm. uh, or your triggers, your PA works. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I'm certainly I'm fine with with everything trialing it. It's obviously a lot easier to uh, I don't know to go with your uh, uh, tried and true concepts. In that, even if you're taking a manga that wasn't especially popular, when you have an entire manga to work with, you can grab what you think is the best out of it and try to take a stab at something and mm-hmm. uh, and help it out or not. Sometimes you can strike a very weird fire, like, say, Girls und Panzer, which is another one where episode one just sold me on, okay, this is utterly bonkers. I will follow you down the bend for, for what's going on here. And that thing has had, you know, a seasons, multiple OVAs, a weird set of movies that are still ongoing. So, I don't know. I forget if uh, I forget if Princess Principle is uh, another one that was original. I think it was. I think. Yeah. So same same sort of thing. So those those are very much uh, the kind of things I like. The ones where you can one and done, like a keep a made war. I like the ones where if they're popular enough, you can tell an extended storyline with them. I mean, just just go for it. Give creative teams uh, the wherewithal and see where they take us all. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I, I think that about wraps things up. Did you have anything else that you wanted to 
discuss. We've been going for almost two hours, so we should probably wrap it up soon. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> not nearly long enough. We have at least three more hours to uh, to chat. Okay, <clears throat> I don't have much. I just have one thing. Okay, because you know we we've done some podcasting in times of yore. Uh-huh. There have been certain things that you've talked about a lot in multiple different ways, multiple different forms. Uh, there are some things which became episodes of Expanding Horizons, so you made me watch it. We did a whole episode. I feel like there's one lack of mention for me that's very noticeable because it had a disappearance, you know, kind of like Chihayafuru between season two and three was gone forever. Uh-huh. And I, I had a level of desperation almost beyond measure for it. What the frick happened to Devil is a Part-Timer Season 2? Alright, so here is the thing with Devil is a Part-Timer Season (laughs) 2. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I am glad that it is back. I am glad that it is going to continue. However, the... And I, like I said, I've I've been banging this drum for years. Like, a long time. This has been a pretty big drum. Yeah, I've been banging this drum for a long time. I had pretty much given up on ever seeing more anime for this. So I started reading the manga and got... I think I'm up to volume... Somewhere in the teens. I don't remember how far I am. Well, it's it's a light novel series originally, right? Yeah, originally a light novel series. Got a manga adaptation. I've been reading the manga. Um, not done with the manga. I've been taking kind of a break from it. The thing is with season two of the anime, I couldn't include it on my list because I enjoyed it and it was good, but it was also not what I went to the series originally for. Um, The original's first season was very much you know slice of life comedy devil demon king trying to make it as a fast food worker slice Mm -hmm. of life comedy the second season was much more about world building um it was much more about explaining the past and kind of delving into that um it was good i liked it I enjoyed watching it. I watched it with my polycule along with some other stuff. Um, But it wasn't as good as season one. It was good, but it was very tonally different. Um, Plus they switched studios, which meant the animation style was very different. Yeah. I was going to ask if the three Hertz move was different because white, White Fox is, I feel, is reasonably well known for doing a good job with uh-huh. with stuff, and I know little, little more about Three Hertz, but uh... yeah, the animation style was different, and I it was it was fine, it looked okay, but yeah, the for the most part, it was a really big tonal shift from season one. Um, which again, like I said, enjoyed it, liked it, uh, glad that it's back, but I couldn't include it on my list. So yeah, that, I mean, for everything, and I was like, oh, well, surely it'll get an honorable mention, and didn't it? I'm like, well, I guess I gotta ask. Gotta ask. So, 
I think I remember a little bit from your comments that while you were excited for season two, you kind of didn't like the arc that it was getting into with, uh-huh. uh, you know, popping a, a tiny demon king baby intrusion out of nowhere. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't mind that so much. I, kn- I knew it was coming because, like I said, I had read the manga. I know other people who, as soon as they saw that that's the direction they were going in they checked out of the franchise entirely (laughs) um which was you know fine you know that's their choice um i stuck with it i'm gonna keep sticking with it i'll watch the next uh, the next season when it comes out later this year but yeah it is a really big tonal shift is that actually a Uh, so i guess that is a a season too. I didn't know if they were doing this split core. I believe it's but, a season. Uh, I believe they're not labeling it season three, but enough time has passed that I think it's a season three. Gotcha. 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 Is that anything okay. else from my missing? Well, that, that answers. That was the only thing that really stuck out for me. I, I don't know if anything about what I've chatted about has. Uh, has provoked a similar question for me from you. No, I mean, pretty much anything that was on my list that I thought that you might have watched and you didn't, you pretty much explained why. Um, There was nothing missing from your list that I was, like, absolutely shocked that wasn't there, so. Yep. Okay, so that was the only thing worth bringing up here. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you, CT, for joining me again. I thank you for, you know, being patient while I was going through my little moody period. Uh, That's fine. I, I was mainly back. asleep. I, I was just sleeping the whole time, so don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. I barely noticed time passing. I would look at the news, and I would get very depressed, and then I'd go to sleep. That's, that's how it's worked basically since 2017 so, <laughs> you know but there's been some good anime at least so <clears throat> I, and thank you to all of you for listening to us uh, I thank you to those of you who are returning back to us after our hiatus excuse me And then I also thank those of you who are listening to us for the first time. As always, if you could give us a like, share, or subscribe, it helps us out a ton, um, especially the whole sharing bit. Um, But otherwise, we will be back next month. Uh, We are going to jump into some seasonal discussion. We're going to watch the first few episodes of as many January series as we can, come back next month and discuss what we watched and what we're going to stick with and what we dropped. Uh, And then, yeah. And also keep in mind as well, um, anime music quiz. That's going to be happening once a month. Pay attention to our social media feeds for announcements on when those are going to happen. And other than Drop by and uh, make fun of us. Yes. Come make fun of us for not knowing one piece music. So I, in that case, have a great day, everybody, or a great night whenever you're listening to this, and we will talk to you soon. Later, folks.